Good evening, ladies and gentlemen of the new American Wasteland. I'm your host, Montgomery Ho, and the year is 2035. Today had been Micah's first time in combat with the 1st Crusade 7th Platoon. He was elated. It went better than he could have hoped. A small commune had refused the word of God and were hostile to the offer of salvation the crusade brought to them. After initially getting driven back by a large crowd, his platoon came back with more men, guns, and a heavy machine gun mounted on a Ford E-150 pickup truck. The commune fell quickly, as they usually did when the crusade brought its guns to bear. The defenders had few weapons and little defenses. The old M2 Browning machine gun devastated what few hard points were in the commune. He'd gotten to man it in the assault. His soul soared as he felt God guide his fusillade into the pathetic sinners, turning them into inhuman bits of gore and bone. They were his first kills, and he wanted more to secure his position in God's army in the mortal plane and in heaven. Now, after annihilating the commune's protectors and battlements, an example had to be made, as was God's way. God was graceful and beautiful, but the wicked had to be reminded of his wrath. Micah and the other men rounded up the commune's occupants, all dirty and modest and sinful, with Micah's gun truck watching over them. They are forced to watch their fields and homes consecrated in holy fire with flamethrowers. In the light of the flames, the platoon pastor makes rounds amongst the survivors, pleading with them to accept Jesus as their savior, swear off their old sinful lives, and follow his way. Those that accept the terms, and the heathens who choose to remain in the devil's shadow, are separated. Micah was proud of the pastor. His platoon's leader and the backbone of their faith, Pastor James personally recruited him on his 16th birthday. Those who accept God's word are shown mercy, made to beg God for forgiveness in front of their old comrades and new masters. The women are taken away, told they would need to undergo re-education and would be utilized to their full extent in the holy lands behind the lines. It always brought Micah joy when women were brought back to God's land. It gives him hope he may be given a wife when he returns. The women are allowed to take their children while the men stay behind. Families that resist are beaten and corrected as an example to their peers. The men are instructed to stay behind and recreate their home as God intended, the enforcers around them ensuring compliance. A similar but heavier-handed segregation is performed on the heathens. The men and women are also separated, their children taken for re-education, but their privacy is violated in a hastily erected medical tent. Women are taken and locked under armed guard in a prison bus. The men are placed back in the holding area. Those who disagree with the gender God had blessed them with are marked with a purple triangle sharpied on their foreheads and held in a separate building. With the identification of the faithful and sinful complete, the pastor gives a sermon to both the crusaders and the conquered peoples from atop a mobile gallows on a semi-truck. A large PA speaker plays hymns to accentuate his message. Today you have seen the fulfillment of God's plan. The pain is real now, but the baptism of fire and blood has washed away your sin. Those of you that have accepted this true path will earn your place at God's side with honorable service. Pausing, he takes several paces, holding himself up on one of the dozen nooses on the gallows. However, for those of you who relish a life of sin, we must now show you the way of Sodom and Gomorrah. On cue, the men guarding the heathen prisoners lay into the group of men and transfolk, rifle butts and boots breaking bones and fracturing skulls as they begin dragging the lost souls to the gallows. Fear not, for we do not do this out of hate, but out of love, the pastor speaks as he caresses the cheek of a bloodied trans woman whose noose is being tightened. This is the only way to redeem you in the eyes of God. Stepping back, the pastor gives a wave to the hangman, who drops the trap doors. The lucky ones have their necks broken instantly. The less fortunate kick and gurgle as they are slowly strangled by the crude and coarse ropes. 
The crowd of coerced believers and prisoners both gasp in horror and bellow in rage. The prisoners dash at the gallows in one final defiant act, moving with the speed of warriors possessed by death. Some crusaders are overwhelmed and beaten bloody, their weapons stolen, and the commune center becomes a deadly crossfire. Panicking, Micah brings his heavy machine gun around on its swivel, sighting in on the mass of prisoners, charging the gallows. Depressing the butterfly trigger, the familiar roar of the gun is replaced by a simple click of the firing pin hitting a dud primer. Furiously racking the charging handle to free the round while the prisoners charge his comrades, gunfire and blood spills out in every direction and several slugs smack against the homemade shield on the machine gun. Finally, on his fifth pull, the round frees itself and he trains his gun again with tremors in his hands. The gun roars as he guides the tracers through the charging mass. Small arms fire from the Crusader line had whittled them down, but the 655-grain 50-BMG rounds disintegrate their bodies and explode the earth around them. Firing until the belt runs out, the chaos is followed by silence and stillness. Viscera seems to cover the entire town center. Micah sits down. Holding his head in his hands, he rocks and shakes, trying to process what he'd done. A hand on his back brings him out of his despair. God was with us today, and especially with you, Micah. Standing on the truck bed with him, larger than life, Pastor James smiles down. What? Micah asks, tears in his eyes. The pastor takes a seat next to the boy on the gun truck, offering him his canteen. We can't save everyone, Micah. We're the messengers of salvation, but also the Lord's avenging angels. The words steady Micah. He was taught about Jesus' love, but recalls the stories of God's might, and he steals himself. Standing, he tries to lower his voice to a much more masculine pitch. What's next, pastor? Is this it? No, son, the pastor sighs. Our intel told us there'd be pagans here. We found their homes and their place of worship, but not them. Micah paused on the word. Pagans. It made him furious. Worse than non-believers or atheists, people who knew of God's word but chose to believe in false myths and fairy tales. He'd never met or even seen one, so they sounded more like fiction than fact. To think that they were here replaced the despair in his heart with rage. He had made God proud today. He wanted to do more of the Lord's work. Reloading a fresh belt into the machine gun, he questions the pastor frantically. Well, where are they? Did they know we were coming? Did they abandon their homes and retreat? They did that, right? Nodding his head in disappointment, the pastor waves on several crusaders around him. No, our intel said they'd be here but the converts we interrogated tell us they had left on a mission to assist a neighboring commune deeper in the woods. They should be on the way back. You and some men are going to link up with 15th Platoon and wipe them out in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Well, that's all we have for tonight, folks. I'm your host, Montgomery Ho, reminding you to take care of each other out there. Stop what you're stop what you're stop what you're stop what you're stop.